A reading from the Gospel of John. Glory to you, Lord. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his sides. And the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. When I first got assigned to preach this Sunday, I was ecstatic. I love Pentecost. It is a day of celebration, a day we not only celebrate the, the birth of the church, but it is a day meant to celebrate the beauty and the diversity of God's beautiful earth and the most beloved of all of God's creation, God's children. Yet the coronavirus and all the recent heinous acts of police brutality makes me question, are we all truly beloved? When black, brown, and indigenous people are experiencing deserts of every kind, water, food, shelter, housing, and healthcare, they are also at higher risk to contracting COVID-19 due to the long history of inequality, which makes them not only more likely to be immunocompromised, but they are also working jobs that put them at higher risk. There is the renewed violence against the Asian American community. This global pandemic has been the cause for an increase in violence and racially motivated attacks against people of Asian descent. People are pouring acid on Asian Americans spitting on them, hurling profanity and all sorts of verbal abuses against them. And a Burmese American family was even fatally attacked in a grocery store in Texas. Moreover, this is happening all over the nation and it even happens here in the Pacific Northwest. Two weeks ago, a Chinese American man and public school teacher was verbally accosted at a Home Depot in downtown Seattle. Then, in the last two weeks, a series of videos made available to the public have again brought to light the injustices African Americans have been protesting for years, from Ahmaud Arbery being murdered by civilians, to Amy Cooper calling the cops on Christian Cooper, to Breonna Taylor and George Floyd being wrongfully murdered by police. To be clear, none of these events or instances are revealing anything new. It is incidents like these that spurred the civil rights movement in the 50s and 60s. It is incidents like these that spurred the LA riots in 1992. It is incidents like these that started the Black Lives Matter movement in the 2000s. To quote actor Will Smith, racism is not getting worse, it is getting filmed. 
in addition to the tragedies heaped upon African-American, especially on poor African-American communities, the higher number of deaths, rates of illnesses, and higher rates of unemployment and evictions due to the economic consequences of COVID-19 and decades of systemic inequality and decades of unchanged policies and senseless violence against innocent people have once again pushed the African-American community past their breaking point. There has been no meaningful change in the way police treat Black people and Black communities since the brutal beating of Rodney King in 1991. Instead of debating how a traumatized and grieving community ought to process their feelings and how they ought to protest and how they ought to explain to us what is going on. I think all of us, white people and, and non-black people of color like myself, need to look at ourselves. We have to ask ourselves, how did it get to be this way? And what can we do about it? Where is God? in all of this. How can we claim to be the body of Christ? How can we claim to be the body of Christ when one member's neck is being pressed down upon for longer than eight minutes? When one member's belly is swollen from hunger? When one member's lips are dried up from thirst? When one member's lungs are heavy with disease? When one member's eyes are hollow with grief and one member's voice has grown hoarse with anger. When any part of the body suffers, doesn't the whole body suffer? How can the body go on at that point? If one part of the body is broken, how can the whole function? This is the message for us today. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. Though we are all from different walks of life, we should feel the pain and the hunger and violence against the bodies of our siblings as if they were done to our own very bodies. The deaths of George Floyd, of Breonna Taylor, of Ahmaud Arbery, should feel like we are experiencing their death as if we had just lost a part of our own bodies. If we do not feel this pain, if we do not experience their loss like we have just lost a limb or our very own hearts, then we need to ask ourselves, are we even part of the body of Christ? Today is the birth of the church. Today, we are reminded that God has gifted every single one of us with unique talents and gifts. In our secular modern society, we may have a hard time understanding the gifts of tongues and miracles, but one gift should not give us pause. The gift of prophecy. It is the one gift that all of us have received. In our Hebrew Bible reading in the book of Numbers, the transfiguration has just happened and the gift of God's spirit spreads from Moses to the elders and then to two men. Some people are shocked that this really special gift is moving away from those in power and it seems to be being distributed amongst the people. And so they go to Moses and they tell Moses to stop it. And Moses responds with, 
Are you jealous for my sake? Would that all the Lord's people were prophets and the Lord would put his spirit on them. But see, the Lord indeed has put his spirit on all people. This is the great gift of Pentecost. Each member of the body of Christ has been gifted with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit who comes to give us comfort and strength. We have all received the same spirit, so we are all able to prophesy. There are many ways to view prophecy, but one I think that speaks to us now is Walter Brueggemann's definition in the prophetic imagination. Brueggemann uh, defines prophecy as the skill to nurture, nourish, and evoke a consciousness and perception alternative to the consciousness and perception of the dominant culture. We as Christians are called to challenge the consciousness and perception that all of us are treated the same due to the color of our skin, that the police treat all Americans with the same dignity and respect, and the notion that we have no other choice but to accept things as they are. Since God has gifted all of us with this gift, and not just a few, and not just our leaders, we have no excuse. We are all called to prophesy about the beloved community. We are all called to work toward the kingdom of heaven, where none of God's children kill each other. It is a community community where each person is treated with dignity, compassion, love, and respect. We have all received this gift, and we have all received the vision of God's kingdom through Jesus Christ. And if we are to call Jesus our Lord, we must follow his way. We must prophesy. We must speak the truth, and we must preach the good news. All people are God's beloved children, and diversity is not a mistake, but an intentional part of God's design. We are not helpless to accept things as they are, but we have been given God's very own spirit so that we may have the strength and perseverance to make God's kingdom and God's will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Make no mistake, the journey to reconciliation and racial justice is a long and difficult journey. It will not be solved in one day. It will not be solved in weeks or even years. There is a reason why the rich man turned away when Jesus told him to give up all of his possessions. For in seeking the kingdom of God, you will lose many things. You will lose friends. You will strain your relationship with family members. You will lose your ability to sleep soundly at night. You will lose parts of your identity. You may even be passed for a promotion. You may lose your job. And for some, you may even lose your life. Telling the truth that the American dream is only a dream for some and a nightmare for others will cost you. But what will you gain? For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for Jesus's or the kingdom's sake will find it.
God, I pray for us and for this nation as we are forced to wrestle with the iniquities and violence that have been exposed in recent weeks. Help us to resist looking away and may we be ready to answer for the wrongful deaths of your beloved children. We mourn and we are angered by the deaths of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and countless others. We condemn those who abuse their power and thwart justice. And we demand that those who exploit tragedy to sow violence and hatred be held accountable. Give us the grace to follow the example of communities all over this nation overcoming racial, religious, and economic differences to love, protect, and build each other up. Give us the courage and the strength to prophesy, the humility and compassion to listen, and the perseverance and will to bring your kingdom here. Amen. Amen. We follow those prophetic words together, professing our faith as we find in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. In a moment, we will hear our offertory uh, from Scott Riley today as a reminder of the actions we would take if we were here in this space. The passing the plate and the joining of giving not only of our time and our energy, but of our treasure to God and to the church as part of our spiritual practice. To help facilitate this, we have included our text to give information in the bulletin, and I encourage you to offer your gifts to God. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself as an offering and a sacrifice to God. Sweet smile that saved a wretch like me. 
We continue together in our bulletin. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sin with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world. For only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care. Guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth. Your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten. Nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God. And sustain us with your Holy Spirit. O God, who on this day taught the hearts of your faithful people by sending to them the light of your Holy Spirit, grant us by the same Spirit to have a right judgment in all things and evermore to rejoice in his holy comfort. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. O God, you make us glad with the weekly remembrance of the glorious resurrection of your Son, our Lord. Give us this day such blessing through our worship of you, that the week to come may be spent in, fav in your favor, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, 
the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you as eternal life and to serve you as perfect freedom. Defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries. Through the might of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. As we share in the prayers of the people, I invite you to offer up your prayers and intercessions in our chat box. Let us pray for the church and for the world. Grant, almighty God, that all who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love, and reveal your glory in the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Guide the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. Give us all a reverence for the earth as your own creation, that we may use its resources rightly in the service of others and to your honor and glory. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Bless all whose lives are closely linked with ours, especially those celebrating birthdays this week, Tanner Polk, Reverend Susan Dean, Peter Wiley, Will Pellerin, Anna Vogel, Aditya Wittenberg, and grant that we may serve Christ in them and love one another as he loves us. Lord, in your mercy. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit, especially the Reverend John Allen, Jeffrey Griffith Beggs, now Clark, Diane Goodman, Richard Hall, Lorna Hamill, Joyce Hedges, Hannah Hooper, Peter Mockenheimer, Michael Miller, Sue Rawlings, Karen Rowley, Ron Smith, Vicki Smith, Don Snow, Lily Ann Snow, William Victory, Michael Wandell, Julie Wiegand, and Peter Wiley, as well as all those whose hearts and spirits are suffering with the hate, frustration, and racism that has been recently revealed in our country. Give them courage and hope in their troubles and bring them the joy of your salvation. 
Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We commend to your mercy all who have died, especially Larry Brown, John Pluth, Frank Nemec, George Floyd, as well as the more than 100,000 of our fellow citizens who have suffered an early death from coronavirus, that your will for them may be fulfilled. And we pray that we may share with all your saints in your eternal kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Gracious God, we lift up all the prayers of the people, those named and unnamed, for the countless souls who put their lives on the line to fight for peace and justice, and for all who have lost their lives in that fight. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hard wood of the cross that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit that we, reaching forth our hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you for the honor of your name. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you and you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.
Thank you, Tim, and good morning, all. It's lovely to see you here on Pentecost Sunday. First, I want to give a big shout out and thank you and round of virtual applause to all of our youth and to Katya for reading and sharing your gifts. Uh, we are so lucky to have you in our midst and so lucky to have all of you uh, willing to stand up and read uh, today. So thank you for joining us. And a special thank you to Katya um, for preaching today. It is not easy uh, to preach in the midst of such um, events as are happening in the world. And I thank you for that sermon, Katya. Uh, we at Emmanuel, and this shouldn't shock anyone on our call today, are a predominantly white congregation. Um, which I recognize and I recognize in myself and there is much work as we encounter the topic of racism as we want to educate ourselves and join with um, our brothers and sisters of color in uh, in action and in justice as the presiding bishop has called us to um, so if you are feeling called to join in that education and that work please let me know and we will work together on educating ourselves and finding ways uh, to support this work through the Episcopal Church and to be uh, active voices uh, for justice um, and to care for the whole of the body of Christ, as Katya so, uh, put it so well. A few other announcements for you all to know uh, before we go into our breakout groups. Uh, next Sunday is Trinity Sunday. And we are participating or encouraging you all to participate in the diocesan-wide worship service. There will be no Sunday morning Emmanuel Zoom next week. Um, instead, I will be sending you all the links to watch the bishop um, as he preaches and holds forth and leads you in worship. So you'll get the links in all of our weekly emails. Um, this gives uh, church staffs and tech teams a Sunday off. Uh, as we've been on this marathon of online worship. And so I hope you will go and watch the bishop next week. I will also say that today at the National Cathedral, uh, presiding Bishop Michael Curry is preaching, some, which I'm sure is just going to be, or has already happened, um, a dynamite sermon. And so I encourage you to go and listen to that. And I'll try to post that on Facebook and link it in the weekly email this week as well. And he also had... Uh, a piece in the Washington Post today and the Episcopal Church has had some statements come out that I've been trying to share um, on our social media. So lots for you to engage with. Coming up this week, Monday is our last class on Sabbath as Resistance. Uh, that's a book written by Walter Bergerman, who Katya quoted in her sermon. We'll be finishing the book this week. I encourage you to join us, even if you haven't already. On Thursday, we'll be continuing uh, our Jewish Christian relations class, uh, reading through the fourth section chapter. Uh, you're welcome to join us for that, and I'm happy to get you the reading if you need it. Uh, that's been a really interesting conversation, and I appreciate all who are participating in it. The youth are meeting with Katya today at 1045, and there's no children's chapel today, and there's no children's chapel next week. I do hope everyone will try to be present on June 14th because that is our youth Sunday. Our youth are going to be leading the service and we're going to be celebrating our graduates 
and doing all that we can to just celebrate these wonderful young people who are in the midst of all this giving up so much in terms of their school life and rites of passage and all of these things um, and not able to go on their mission trip this summer. So I hope you can be here to celebrate with them. Um, from my staff, is there anything else? Wave frantically. Congratulations to our seniors, Lauren Polk and Josh Crumrine, who we will be celebrating, especially as they graduate and uh, get ready for whatever next year looks like, which no one quite knows. Um, anything else from my staff or anyone before I break us out into our breakout groups? All right. Breakout rooms are about to open. All right, 